welcome to episode number 22 of the Power 5 Podcast. I'm Kevin Williams. Brent, Christian, and Colin are back this week as we rank our top five TV dads. I hope all the fathers out there had a great Father's Day. After a little bit of a hiatus, we have a special guest joining us this week. But first, gentlemen, happy Father's Day and what's going on? Kevin, how we doing? Excited to talk some ditties tonight. Yeah, no doubt about that. I'm excited about it, too. Y'all got any big plans for Father's Day? Uh, Colin, I, I texted you Happy Mother's Day back during Mother's Day, so I don't have anything to say to you, but Brant and Christian. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Uh, listen, my birthday is Friday, which always gets overshadowed by Father's Day, but this is the first Father's Day I do get to celebrate. Shout out to my baby girl, Reed. Uh, excited about that. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Playing a little golf this weekend. Going to do a little – Take the baby to Clemson on Friday. Maybe get some photos in there of her rubbing the rock. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, Hope you're not taking her to a game. Colin, <laughs> oh. <laughs> speaking of which, my mom actually texted me about your number one hot take. She didn't like it. She said she disagreed completely. <laughs> I've got mixed reviews. You've uh, ruffled some feathers out there. Yesterday yeah. and today. Speaking of hiatuses, uh, I just want to say that word. Uh, Colin, I want to say this, and I want this to go live on here. Colin is snug in his bed while Vision of Sugar Plums dance in his head. <laughs> There's nothing cozier than Colin right now. Mark the tape. He's, he's got a, like a glitter tutu on. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> with, the, with the temporary living situation, this is the best I can do. Are you guys moving? At some point. Kevin, I um, I'm, I'm headed to Atlanta to a Braves game Father's Day night, a little Sunday night baseball. Um, uh, Braves Cardinals. So since this drops on the Monday after Father's Day, I'm going to make a prediction: Braves win six four with a three run home run in the bottom of the ninth by Dansby Swanson. Man, I love that, dude. That would be fun. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to a Braves game. So it's currently June the 15th when we're recording this. So I'm going to a Braves game tomorrow night against the Red Sox. I'm going to just how the Braves are playing right now. Golly, I don't want it to happen, but I'm going to predict that they lose seven to three tomorrow night. And mm. it's just like I, I, I predict similar to tonight. I, I think they give up a couple runs early and just play from behind the whole time. And it's one of those type games. So Kevin, can I – in their last three when, that I've been there, and I believe that I saw them get no hit at some point in time. So You did. I'm not, the Rockies. Yes, yes. I'm not expecting that they win, but that's – I'm calling the walk-off, the Dansby walk-off. I was there for game five of the NLCS when the Cardinals – that was my last Braves game when the Cardinals scored 10 in the first inning. You should be banned. Oh, that is right. Kevin, yeah. can I ask you a favor? Can yes. you please bring me home an Ozzy Albies chain? Is that tomorrow night? I think I, it's bobblehead <laughs> Sunday. That's oh, Sunday. that's Sunday. Oh I man, I, lucky dog. Ozzy Albie's bobblehead. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. I tell you what, though, you guys need to watch for me on TV because I keep, I you know, I think it's like three games in a row. I've I've yes. made the TV somehow. Really? So, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that you will uh, that you will appear on TV. Sure. I well, know. Kevin, you are that my might, new favorite might, TV dad. That might need some unpacking. That might need some unpacking. Yeah, all right. You can go ahead and unpack that. So so Kevin's brother-in-law, John Dilworth, uh, took a little picture of Kevin kind of, you know, suspiciously. I, how, whatever the word I'm looking for is here. He kind of snapped a shot of him. 
I text uh, Kevin, you know, in a thread with me, Colin, and Dora. Hey, Kevin, dude, you were on TV, man. You were on TV for like five minutes. And then so basically I <laughs> pretended like I grabbed a screen grab from the TV. <laughs> Somehow Kevin bought it. I and bought he, it. I mean, he thought he was on TV. So then the next time, it just became a thing. Like every time you were in a public event, like Kevin, you were on TV again. <laughs> oh, dude. Kevin, you, you got to tweet out that live photo. I will. I will do it. <laughs> you guys need to make sure that you, you find me on TV. Oh, we'll find you. Hey, well, speaking of June 15th, you know, last week I, I threw out a couple historical events that had happened on June 9th. Last week was June 9th, so June 15th. You know, I feel like that fate is on the pod side with us recording on the anniversary of when Bull Durham premiered in the in the in the movie theaters, June fifteenth, nineteen eighty eight. Kevin Costner. Here we are again, making wow. appearance on the pod. He will be on the show one day. How about that? that? Is our all time goal. Oh man. Yes. I mean, what else? So there's a new trend on Twitter now where it where you will tweet today is day one of, and then you'll do this thing like trying to get mm. Tim Allen on the podcast or Kevin Cosmo on the podcast or whatever it is. We should start. We should start that today is day one. I like that of whoever our dream guest is, Man. and all just throw tweets at him. That would be fun. Tim Allen definitely strikes me as way more likely to accept an invite than Kevin. Agreed. Agreed. I think so. I think Tim Allen's actually pretty active on Twitter. So possibly. just tell him that we're going to post it on Newsmax or something. <laughs> That's, is that hey, a thing? Yeah. Hey, some other movies that premiered June 15th. Rocky II back in 1979. Batman Begins back in 2005. The Lion King 1994 premiered on June the 15th. And Nirvana, one of the most all-time iconic grunge rock bands, debuted with their very first album called Bleach from 1989. Not a lot of people are uh, familiar with that album, but there we go, 1989. Hey, and a big happy birthday to Colin's favorite singer of all time, Boy George. He turned 60 today. Do you really want to hurt me, Colin? Do you really want to make me cry? Was that good? That was perfect. Hey, one more premiere. June 15th, 1992. Joseph Kevin Graver, brother of me, crawled out of the womb during the Chicago Bulls championship run. I do remember that. And he is 29 years old today. So happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday. Joey Stacks. Of uh, course, sure. Joey Stacks crawled out of the world. <laughs> and he was instantly ex- like a teenager. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. He was already getting Paige Cooper's phone number in the bleachers. So. That's right. Solving Rubik's cubes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man. Yeah, so that's kind of what has happened on June the fifteenth in pop culture. You guys, got anything else? That's just yeah. Like- who's your? Who's your? Who are you? Uh, you took those quizzes. I will tell you, Kevin. Thirty oh, yeah, question yeah, 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 yeah. quizzes. I didn't stay till the end. I, I think I'm Peter Griffin right. or somebody. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you reminded me on that. All right. So before we introduce our guest tonight, and before we start ranking our TV dads, you know, I texted out a few. TV dad quizzes 
for for you guys today if you wanted to actually take them i took them okay so i took five tv dad quizzes today the first was from buzzfeed and it was about your wardrobe based on your wardrobe which tv dad do you most resemble or who who kind of fits your personality all right so i got a few let me bring these up I just took screenshots here. All right. So based on my wardrobe, and again, this quiz came from BuzzFeed. I am Andre Johnson from the show Blackish. Okay. Love Andre Johnson. Never watched any of the show Blackish, but it says I'm energetic, friendly, and I love attention just like Andre. I try to best support my friends and family and help them with whatever they need. I embrace my culture and love to teach others about it. You're super into fashion and always dressed to impress. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I do wear jean uh, denim button down shirts though. So, I mean, if Andre Johnson's down with that, then we're, that's cool with me. Wow. I like it. Denim. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> do you have a short sleeve denim shirt that you could wear with a tie as well? Oh man, I need to get one of those. No, I don't. Uh, I feel like you could teach Sunday school in that for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So then I took a second quiz on who my dad is most like. OK, so I, I, I kind of answered the questions on based based on what I think my dad. So he came up big. Randy Williams comes up as Burt Hummel from Glee. I feel confident my dad has never watched Glee. I have never watched Glee, but it says your dad is a cool dad. He doesn't show much emotion, but he is the most supportive member of your team. He will be there for you no matter what. Well, that's pretty spot on. So. I guess that quiz had it on there. Then I took three. I'm not sure that's true. I'm okay. not sure that's true. He uh, he definitely texted me this week and said that doing 75 hard had affected your mind, that you can put bacon on anything and it would taste good, and that bacon's not overrated, Kevin. Hey, I love the fact that both of my parents texted you and me in regards to last week's hot takes. I love it. Randy passionate about his bacon. Anybody else out there want to text us? Go ahead. You can bring it. All right. So then I took three more quizzes. This is odd. Okay. First quiz, it says that I am most like Red Foreman from that 70s show. Yeah. All right. Smart, tough, and straightforward. I like to say things like they are no matter the consequences. And if someone disagrees with me, then that's their problem. The second quiz was Tim the Two-Man Taylor. Um, that's right. And then the third one, I'm not real proud of this. Okay. So the, the third, the third quiz is Al Bundy, Al, Al Bundy. Yes, man. Married with children. This is the, this is the, Does he love feet? It, says, no, Pe it says Peggy's voice may drive you up the wall sometimes, but you love your wife and your family. You aren't the most motivated shoe salesman around, but you always, you're always there for your loved ones right on the couch. And what's wrong with that? You could aim higher in life, but what more do you need? Your home is your castle because you know how to take the ups and downs of family life in stride with a wise crack or three. Just remember to pull yourself together a teeny tiny bit when company is over. <laughs> Al Bundy. All right. I mean, Al, Al Bundy, the iconic, like, on the couch, belt unbuckled, <laughs> tough day of work. You know, I mean, just uh, iconic for sure. That's right. Eating some snacks. <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all ready to rank? Can I make one point first, Podfather? What, what you got? Why are you guys stalling on me getting to five? I mean, we just going to forget, like, the game exists. 
Listen, all I know is, is the last time I saw you, I told you you were up to play the game and you were like, uh, uh-uh, Christian's running a game. Christian's running a game. And so I'll let y'all hash that one. Out. You just want to go ahead and give me the shirt or whatever. No, because you're not up to five. Is it a cereal shirt? Yeah, it's the Captain Crunch. The Captain Crunch, yeah. Oh, he's got it, folks. <laughs> Listen, I think episode eight was cereal. I put it on my dining room chair. It's been there the whole time. It hasn't left. Wow. I like it. It shows you we don't need it in the dining room. Listen, somebody's somebody's up, I guess, to do a game. But, yeah, next week maybe we can do one. All right, guys, we've got a very special guest this week. We've been trying to line this up since February, and we finally made it happen. We've got a head high school football coach that has become a bit of a Twitter sensation with his motivational videos. He's a keynote speaker, a podcast host, a powerhouse in the coaching, motivational speaking, and leadership circles. We've got the head coach of the Coronado High School Islanders out in Coronado, California, Coach Kurt Hines. Coach, happy Father's Day, and we are honored to have you on the Power 5 podcast this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's, it's an honor to, uh, to meet you guys and to be a part of this, so thank you. Absolutely. You know, tonight we're ranking our favorite TV dads, and, and we'll get into that in just a little bit, but you, you've got an extremely challenging but awesome job as a, as a coach. And, you know, I used to play football and baseball, and um, there's been some coaches that have really poured into me and meant a lot to me. I, I was blessed enough to have a dad that was very active in my life. But, man, there was just so many coaches along the way that really poured into me. And I know you've got a, a lot of weight on your shoulders when you're trying to guide young men. So just tell me a little bit about that, what you're doing now, and how you got there. Yeah, well, the, the very fast stories. I just wrapped up my 23rd year of coaching high school football. First, 19, 18, we're on the East Coast in New Hampshire, where my wife and I raised our four kids. And we moved out here to San Diego six years ago because we had our first grandson. I've, I've always loved football. I started playing as a fat little second grader, played, played into college. Didn't think about coaching until I was uh, my junior year in college, playing football. One of my professors asked me to, to volunteer for a special needs flag football team and did that and then tossed the ball to a girl probably sixth or seventh grade underhand about five yards apart and she dropped it the first five or six times so the first time she caught it I saw her eyes just light up and I was like dang I want to do that I always knew I wanted to teach but I was like I want to be able to I, I, I don't know why I never thought about coaching prior to that moment it happened chance uh that was my first experience if you will reached out to a local high school coach I was looking to volunteer to hop on it and be a glorified water boy, if you will, just kind of get my foot in the door somewhere. And they so they happened to need a paid position filled. So I was a freshman coach for my first seven years of a very successful program in New Hampshire and uh, learned, learned a lot about football from a great coach, in my opinion, that loved the game and loved people. You know, he did things right. And I uh, became a head coach in New Hampshire at a brand new high school quite a few years later. Set records my first year in New Hampshire by getting our teeth kicked in more than any other school in the history of, of football. Uh, and, and I, I laugh at that because it truly was the hardest year coaching I've ever experienced, but also my greatest because it really solidified my why, you know, why I want to coach. And we did, we, at the end of every game, any sport you walk through and you shake hands and you say, good game. No one even lied to us. <laughs> they looked around, they said, beautiful field, great stadium. <laughs> like, man, we're, we're that bad. They're not even going to lie to us. But uh, fast forward to uh, this past season with COVID, 
we uh, we were blessed to have a season and uh, had a five game season. We were able to win league. Just it, it's a blessing. I love everything about it. I love the platform. Had to coach against my own son back in New Hampshire twice. His junior and senior year. Uh, talk about a father and son moment. Moments I'll never forget. Heartbreaking. Beautiful at the same time. So I, I love it. I'm passionate about the game. Passionate about the platform. I, I I won't, but I could go on and on and on. You put, you said you played him twice, right? Yeah. What was yeah. your What was your record? <laughs> we, 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 we beat him both uh, both years okay. his, his junior year uh it was we beat him like 56 to 7 or something like that and at okay. halftime it was 21 nothing I, I ran up the bleachers to use the restroom and my, my wife is standing there at the top of the bleachers going <laughs> staring me down i'm like chill you know yeah. and uh i told my coaches i was like hey we're we were a spread team i'm like we're not passing in the second half right. we're not running counter <laughs> we're not running off tackle we're just dive left dive right and and they knew yeah. That year, we graduated something like 27 studs, and, and they graduated like two. So his senior year, it came down to literally the final play. They had this tight end that was going to Boston College. We had our DN. We said, do not let him off the line. <laughs> do not let him off the line. Told our safety, you stack him. You'd be 12 yards off, you know, 10 yards off, and we're double teaming this guy. One of the final plays of the game, quarterback, our DN did not hit him. Our, our safety came up for run support and didn't, you know, protect him back deep. He came clean, you know, straight, you know, just running the seam. And but the, I say the grace of God, the other team probably thinks it was the devil's, you know, handiwork. But uh, a beautiful pass and went right through his hands. So they lost that game. Oh. But the, the the moments that my son and I had, you know, it was in the papers back in New Hampshire on the news and stuff. Heartbreaking moments. But I've never been more proud of him. And he, uh, you know, we've got three daughters and one son, two grandsons now. But he uh, played his best two games ever in, in those games against us. And, That's uh, awesome. It, it was a proud Papa moment, you know. For, for that's very me. cool yeah yeah absolutely that's got to be an incredible memory but tough at the same time kind of reminds me of bobby bowden and tommy bowden back in the day yeah yeah um, it, it was it, we, we had I, I will say quickly we, we had a guard back at that time who could kick out a dn like no other i mean he, he just kid was just violent he only weighed like a buck 85 but man he could hit and uh my line coach who's a great friend of mine now said heinz we gotta run you know this particular this particular play. I'm like, Derek, there's no way we're running that play. He's like, it'd be huge. I'm like, I know, but we're not, we're not running a play against my son. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't dirty, but I couldn't, I couldn't run that play against my own son. And, uh, and we did. Fair we enough. Didn't, yeah. We didn't be I definitely understand that. <laughs> hey, how beautiful is San Diego? It's one of my favorite cities in the world. Oh, you know, you take the politics out of it. it yeah. Oh, for gorgeous. sure. Yeah. yeah. We, we, the weather's like near perfect. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I actually spent the day today at the beach. I, I teach elementary school, so I'm in full summer mode now, and we don't have football on Tuesdays in the summer. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a blessing. Absolutely love everything about San Diego. My That's opinion. awesome. Have awesome. you found a way to get yeah. some tickets out to the U.S. Open? What are you, like 15 minutes away? We, we, are, we are. We're about 15, 20 minutes away. Um, I have a kind of like a do not fly list. My name's on a do not let them buy a golf course list. Um, <laughs> I've golfed probably about five, 10 times my entire life. And, uh, if you can call it golfing, I, I've hit balls into other people in, in the woods. So, uh, it, it is nearby, but I haven't been there. So coach, we, uh, as we kind of mentioned in the pre-show, a lot of us are big college football fans in this part of the country. Curious as to if you have any allegiances in the college game. You know what, you know, what's funny. I, I don't, I just love college football. I, I probably watch, out of all my friends from high school and college, I probably watch less televised, if you will, football than any of them because during the season, 
I'm, I'm spending so much time breaking down our own film and our opponent's film. And when I'm not doing that, I want to be with my wife and kids. Right. Uh, so I, I just, it's, it sounds like such a cliche or a PC answer, which I hate that I'm saying that. I just love great college football. I love the passion of it. I love the fact that so many cats are just out there trying to prove themselves and, and whether they know it's their last show, so to speak, or they're trying to make it to the next level. I just love that. The, I don't think there's a better environment than collegiate football. Love totally it. agree. Totally I'll, agree. I'll say Clemson. Hey, we'll allow it. Coach Hines got a question for you. You're out here motivating others. So my question is who or what motivates you? Cause I saw you in the weight room, man. You got me motivated. I almost got off the couch. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. You know, I, I just, just good people motivate me. I, I actually, true story, you know, unrelated to football, but sitting at the beach today, I had, I'm, I'm working on a book kind of. So I, I had my, you know, my phone in my hand. I was kind of, you know, looking out the ocean and there was a dude next to me, three guys, probably mid late twenties who are skimboarding. Now, I'm not sure if you guys have seen that. It's not surfing, but they, they'll stand on the shore and they'll run towards the water and just, these guys were doing flips and stuff, but there was some guy there all tatted up, you know, and just, he was such a hype man and he was great himself, but just for, for his two buddies, like I, I was getting juiced up just listening to him. So <laughs> I, I get motivated by, by people that just love life. People that, you know, are passionate about empowering others that, that gets, I, I didn't say to him, I, I kind of wish I had now, but I want to just be like, dude, your energy is friggin' awesome because <laughs> it was, it was just getting me going. So not one particular person in general, I've, I've been blessed over the years between my uncle and my father and, you know, coaches, you know, but just great people in general just kind of get me going. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So I'm the, I'm the same way. And, you know, Twitter coach Hines can be a, a pretty, pretty rough place to be sometimes it, it seems, you know, there's a lot of negativity. So I certainly appreciate that positive energy that you bring and it motivates me too, man. Golly, that, that weight room video just the other day, it, it seemed to take off uh, like a rocket ship, man. Just, but it's so honest, you know, you were, that's the thing that's cool about your delivery. I feel like, I think it's authentic. I think it's real, but at the same time, it's not condescending at all. It's in a way that can empower and, and, and could really potentially motivate others. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I laugh because my wife, uh, several years back, I used to teach a Sunday school course or whatever. And people would make very nice compliments and she would, uh, and she's my best friend, but she would say, you know, yeah, Kurt just brings it down to a level where everyone feels comfortable can understand it. And I thought about it, like, that's the only level I have. I have that surface level, you know, and, and I, I do, I tell people, I truly am an expert at absolutely nothing. I'm just passionate about almost everything. So, so I, I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's one of those things you mentioned Twitter being a, a brutal place sometimes. And, uh, it certainly is. And, and I realized, you know, someone asked me about, you know, my following as it grows, what's the difference? The difference is I just get more people. I could put a video out there that I think means something to me and might touch one other person and it reaches a good number of people. But then there's always going to be those people that pick it apart. I'm like, man, how did they take this out of that? You know, it's just, but, but I, I realized, you know, as I'm sure all of us do, the best way to not be criticized or critiqued is to do nothing and say nothing. And, and that's, I, I don't believe any of us were, you know, created to just do nothing and say nothing. That's right. That's, that's a great point. You, you guys right. don't want to ask about my modeling career? No. 
<laughs> hey, listen, man, you got I was some, going you, to. you got some nice shine on that head. Colin, hey, love, I, Colin loves fashion, so as long as you guys are just putting this podcast, you know, the audio version, not the video as well. I'm, That's right, just the, the audio. Listeners will be like, Wait, is he good looking? No. Yeah. Colin's going to come back next week looking like you. He just there tends to do that with our guests. Shaved head, go to. I can't wait. <laughs> love it. All right, Coach. Well, before we get to our rankings, we we have had a crazy number of subjects that we have ranked that have actually been what our podcasts have been about so far. So we're going to do a quick lightning round. I just want, I'm going to ask you your favorites uh, in regards to certain subjects. So I just want you to go with the first instinct that comes to your mind, and and then we'll move on to our TV Dad rankings. Okay, you cool with that? Absolutely. Let's go. All right, here we go, man. Not that you eat little Debbie cakes, but what's your favorite little Debbie cake? <laughs> are, are are the uh what, what are the chocolate ones i do eat that crap i i, I do i what, what's the what's the hostess not, not the twin you got the like this the swiss cake roll uh the, the, the uh, one that has the, the the it's chocolate covering icing and then it's little white swirls on across okay. the top yeah i know what you're talking about like the little cupcake thing yes oh okay. man i got you Lovely. all right what's the what's the best looking nfl helmet cowboys absolutely dallas cowboys all right what's your favorite 90s sitcom 90s sitcom gosh when did the office come out does, does that count because office 2005 is, is it, <laughs> i love that i love that you knew that that, that oh, absolutely office, that, i might have to defer that i know it's hey, we'll around, take it we'll take the office, the yeah, office all right the all right what's your favorite sports movie favorite sports rocky three your favorite song from high school back in black acdc how about that like all right it. what's your favorite cereal <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> if that counts, bacon. Hey, hey, we had a hot take last week. We'll allow it. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's your favorite wrestler? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Love him. All right. Favorite sporting event? Even though I'm a football coach, it just uh, mixed martial arts, the octagon. How about that? I, okay. I think I'm tough, but you watch that stuff and I realize I am not tough at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> All right. If you could have one person to have a dinner with, who would it be? Living or dead, or like De- dead matter. or alive? I I want to say oh, this is lightning round. I'm I'm, I'm going to say Gandhi. All right, Gandhi. Your favorite fast food restaurant? Uh, fact, they have it out here. They didn't have it in the East Coast. It is uh, Jack in the Box. Jack in the box. How about yeah. that? Number okay. number seven large. No mail. Oh, <laughs> that must be a West Coast thing. <laughs> yeah. I, we didn't have in the East Coast. I thought man. you were going to say Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good. But, man, open up on Sundays. That's what I'm craving it the most. Oh, man. No doubt. Hey, and last one. Your favorite video game of all time? O- old school Pac-Man. I, I'm not a video game guy, but Pac-Man. Tim Ford. Love it. Those are good right answers, now. man. Hey, listen. You did it the right way. I appreciate that. That's right. awesome, man. It just went with it. And for the record, everyone, he looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So we'll give him that. <laughs> in, right. in my mind, I do. When I'm at the beach, up to my chest, I feel like that. I come out of the water, you see my gut. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, use your imagination, people. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, we certainly hope everybody had a great Father's Day yesterday. And in honor of that, we've got our favorite TV dads that we're going to be ranking tonight. Colin, you're going to lead us off tonight. Christian, I got you uh, in the two-hole. Brant, 
uh, you'll be ranking third. Coach Hines, I got you fourth, and then I'll be closing us out in the fifth place. Colin, you ready? I like it. I'm not going to be able to to do the Christian numbers. Um, Can I do it? Can I do it for all time? Go ahead. All right. I got my voice back. Number five. All right, getting into number five. Uh, I'm going to set my criteria first, really kind of twofold. Kind of the first part of my list is really just just TV dads that were entertaining to me. And then as I kind of worked my way down to one, there was either some bit of, I don't know, nostalgia is the right word, but kind of reminded me maybe of my dad growing up or maybe how um, you envision just kind of that classic 90s dad since most of us grew up in the 90s. But kicking off with number five, really entertainment value here. I, I think I'm going to be the only one that has this person on the list. We'll see. But I'm going with Red Foreman from that 70s show, uh, played by Kurtwood Smith, father to Eric and Laurie and, and even Hyde. But not a show I watched a lot when I was young, but have recently. Uh, just love Red Foreman and, and his kind of comedic value. That's a good pick right there, Colin. I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too, man. Just super blunt, but such dry humor. I love it. That's kind of off the grid. I think it's a solid pick. Yeah, number five for me, going to set my criteria like Colin did. Again, you know, grew up in the 90s. You know, I was born in 86. So a lot of my TV life were those 90s sitcoms. And so you're going to hear a lot of that throughout my picks tonight. And really, I I chose the dads, again, that kind of um, I watch on TV a lot, um, kind of respect for them, and maybe even some wild card picks tonight. Going to get a little crazy. But number five for me, uh, you know, the name of the show says it all, and that's Family Matters. Going to go with Mr. Carl Winslow, any guy that has to put up with a a neighbor like Steve Urkel trying to hit on his daughter as a father of a seven-month-old daughter, I'm probably going to relate to that one day. So, I mean, you cannot respect the fact Mr. Reginald Vell Johnson over here, you know, taking it from police academy to being a cop in Chicago, much respect to this guy. And I can relate to, I mean, you know, he just comes in happy every day, but homeboy's got a little dark side to him. Love it. Mr. Carl Winslow, Family Matters, coming in at number five. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, how can you not like Carl Winslow? Solid, yeah. solid pick. Classic dad. All right, number five for me. I've got uh, – so my criteria, I just threw in about eight TV dads that I really like. It could be because they're funny and entertaining or a character that really developed and you had a lot of respect for grew to – Grew to love the character. And then I just, I threw all those in the hat and I just went five, four, three, two, one. So no, no specific criteria there, just TV dad that I like. So uh, number five for me, a show called This Is Us. It is Jack Pearson. Uh, just a great character. I love the, the, the show is done in such a way, uh, spoiler alert coming here, but the show is done in such a way that, you know, you know that he tragically dies pretty early on. And, uh, and just that perspective of kids, how much they respect him uh, later in life and how flawed he was as a, as a human being, but, but how at the end of the day, he was a great dad. So I got him number five, Jack Pearson from This Is Us. How do you say his, that guy's last name? Do you know Milo Ventimiglia? Yeah, Milo Vinted something, something, something like that. Rocky no, son, just call him Rocky son. Jack, <laughs> Jack Pearson, though, man, what a stud. Yeah. 
All right, Coach Hines, you're up. All right, my, my criteria was really just thinking about dads that, that made me feel a certain way, watching them, whether I feel like I could relate growing up to being one of the sons or as a father now, you know. Uh, so the first one, I, I got two guys on my list that uh, I have to have a big asterisk as a, I like the, the TV dad, not, not the actual actor or what happened in their real, real life. You understand what I'm saying here with uh, the, fir- the fifth one for me, I guess, starting from the bottom up is Cliff Huxtable, the Cosby show. Now that, that guy just made me laugh. He, he just made me feel a certain way and just, you know, in the show could take any situation, always kind of bring it back full circle to bringing and keeping the family together. The asterisk, of course, is his off screen. <laughs> Still too soon for that stuff. Yeah. But uh, number five for me is Cliff, Hux- Cliff Huxtable. Can you give that. us? That's a great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, respect. To the guy yeah. from the show, yes, with the pudding puppets, yes, yes. yes I think you have to you have to separate the art from the person, and he was a great actor. I mean, there's yes. no doubt about that. I like the pig. Yeah, I have to separate. You know, my own dad. You know, and he acts off screen sometimes. I have to separate <laughs> that too. So, all right. So coming in at number five for me, the exact same pick, Coach. I've got Cliff Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Man, just a solid, solid dad on that show. Five kids. Oh, and let me go ahead and give my criteria. Forgot to mention that. So first, the first part of the criteria was I had to watch the show a decent amount. I've had to like the show, you know, connect with the show in, in some way. There's a lot of good dads, I feel like, on TV that I didn't necessarily watch the show very much. So, therefore, um, I had to kind of take them off my list. But most of these guys were just real. They're authentic. They got some humorous uh, humorous side to them. They've got that, that serious side as well. And, man, they love their family and had a good wife right beside them every step of the way. So that was kind of my criteria. But coming in at number five was Cliff Huxtable. You know, I, I read a little bit about how Bill Cosby kind of got that show started. And so this was something I didn't realize. But basically, Bill Cosby did not like what he saw from the shows during the 80s era when the Cosby show got started. He said he felt like the children were running the homes on these shows. And he wanted to show that the parents actually were parents and ran the home. And so that's kind of what the basis of the show was. But, man, he's just hilarious. He loves sneaking in his little, uh, you know, Christian, what would you say, the pudding pups or whatever? You know, I they, <laughs> <laughs> I remember those commercials. But the, uh, the show, I do remember him always trying to sneak some junk food in there. So, yeah, Cliff Huxtable, number five. Solid pick. Yeah. Back to the top, Christian. Number four. Number four for me uh, is going to be a, a repeat of, of a number five for somebody else. But going with Carl Winslow, you know, it's a show I haven't seen in a long time. But as a kid, man, it was on that uh, that afternoon lineup after school and just, you know, different part of the country than we grew up in. And I don't know, that's somewhat created just uh, an enjoyment watching that, kind of a different lifestyle. But Loved Carl Winslow, man, and just thought even though he was, you know, had his own flaws like all of us, man, was a great dad, did the best he could. Colin, if you go to your memes and search Carl Winslow, there are some amazing Carl Winslow, like getting angry and like beating his chest and making faces. I mean, there is no better meme than a Carl Winslow meme or gif. So check those out. going to have to, you know, work those in a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. 
Well, coming in at number four for me, sticking with that 90s theme, this show originally started in the 80s. This is where I'm going to go a little bit off course because I actually have a three-way tie, and I'm going to be very specific about this because they're all under the same roof on the same show, and it is none other than Danny, Jesse, and Joey from Full House. You can't say that only Danny was the father because Uncle Jesse and, and Uncle Joey, Mr. Joseph Gladstone, they definitely raised those girls together under one roof. Now, Jesse ended up having Nikki and Alex, so he could be a father as well. But I'm going to give these fellas the three-way tie. Have mercy. Coming at number four, Danny, Jesse, and Joey of Full House. Love it. I knew that would, it. was, was going to show up on your list. Like, no doubt about it. I'm actually shocked that it's number four. It was Evan, a guarantee. Cut it out. <laughs> no doubt. Great show. I like that call to throw them all in there. Right. All right. Number four for me is uh, Mr. One of my favorite actors of all time, Mr. Eugene Levy, uh, plays Johnny Rose in Schitt's Creek. Um, his character's hilarious. His brand of comedy, just I, I love everything he's ever done for the most part. But uh, just his character, the fact that his actual son plays his fictional son in the show, his character's so solid all the way through, like this mega rich guy that loses everything but he still manages to somehow come out winning and on top at the end so johnny rose number four i'll leave it there great show great pick didn't even cross my mind and i love that show that's that's how many dads are out there that like that's true that's good man that's good My, my number four is howard cunningham from happy days and the reason is really, you know, I thought about this one quite a bit and it was really his relationship with the Fonz. You know, as a coach, you see so many wayward players that, you know, kind of get, you know, shunned, if you will, by certain coaches because they don't fit the stereotypical stud, you know, and easy to understand and easy to, you know, fit the mold of a great student athlete. And I think he just, the way he took the Fonz in and, and always kind of had his you know, struggles with him but allowed him to more or less be part of the family, even though he wasn't the Fonz's father. He's, he's my number four. Yeah. Love that. Solid pick. Look, and I don't know, I'm not going to ask your age, but I actually grew up watching a lot of happy days and stuff too. So I can absolutely relate to that pick. That was 27. You got me, man. (laughs) You don't look a year over 12. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Coming in at number four for me, Brant just mentioned Mr. Jack Pearson, Milo Ventimon from This Is Us. I don't watch This Is Us anymore. I don't know. I just kind of stopped watching it a few seasons ago, I guess. But man, I really, really got into it those first few seasons. And Jack Pearson just, what a dad. His kids adore him. Man, doing everything that he could to provide for his family man, just really embraced that paternal nature uh, within him. I mean, came from a broken home, came from nothing, kind of persevered, found the girl of his dreams, went after, didn't take no for an answer, got married, wonderful family. I mean, that's the American dream, right? That's what we all want. And Jack Pearson, if uh, you haven't seen a few episodes from This Is Us, definitely go check him out. Just a, a solid, solid dad coming in at number four. I'm going to need to check that show out at some point. Never seen it. Did you say his name was Frank Gallagher from Shameless? Oh, never mind. 
<laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> number three. All right, number three for me. This is where it starts to get pretty good, um, where I really, really like these guys. And number three for me, man, like I think about it as uh, a former like high school athlete and just like this person just fits the mold of that high school coach. Uh, I'm going with Coach Eric Taylor, Friday Night Lights, played by Kyle Chandler. Man, just, I mean, just plays that role to a T, you know, hard on you. Sometimes a little bit just maybe not condescending, but just shocked at the stuff high school kids do. But then it's right there to pick you up and love on you when you need it. Um, just a great, great show and a great, great character. Clear eyes, yeah. full hearts. Heart. Can't lose. Can't lose. He's, he's probably coming back. It might be a clean sweep. Great times. I mean, you got to love that show, right? Football it, coach. I absolutely love everything about it. Absolutely. So I was, I was sad. There's one of the shows when they come to an end, you're like, no, just, just love it. Love hey, you it. don't have any buddy Garrity's you got to deal with, do you? <laughs> As hey, he hopes so. He hopes so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, right. Buddy, right. those checks. That's yes. right. You need a few buddies. Yes. Yeah. Buddy's going to be allowed in the college level here coming up, coming up this year. So looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> Well, Colin, you know what? I'm not going to say you stole my thunder. I would love nothing more than everybody to say the same name right here at number three. And it is Coach Eric Taylor. And, you know, sometimes you forget, like, I mean, I remember, you know, him not as much as a dad, even though we know Julie and then you have Gracie, but like, I guess just the epitome of a man, of a coach, of a, like, almost like you wanted him to be your dad if you were a player, you know, like, and I think the way he treated his wife and, you know, just kind of the person that he was, I mean, that show motivated me. And to this day, I mean, I could go sit down and watch the whole series never gets old motivates me. So coach Eric Taylor for me, number three. All right, number three for me, um, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I, I think it was on my list. Can't remember exactly where it landed, but one of my favorite characters of one of my favorite sitcoms, Tim the Toolman Taylor uh, from Home Improvement. Uh, Tim Allen, his character's hilarious. That show's hilarious. Um, I, I had to get him on here somewhere. So Tim the Toolman Taylor, number three. Great you know it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I got a feeling that might be a clean sweep somewhere. We'll see. My my number four is my other uh, other TV dad that needed that little asterisk next to it, kind of like Bill Cosby in uh, the role of Cliff Huxtable. This one, I have to preface it by saying I'm only into – my wife and I are years behind on this series, so we're only into season two. So, so don't hold against me what this guy may do in the future, but it's Walter White. Yes. How about that, man? Yes. This is off the grid. Yeah. I I, I struggle this one, but here's why it resonated with me. I I teach elementary school, you know, and I think any and every father at some point, regardless of what our faith is, what our political or ethical or moral values are, what would you do for your family? At what point do you say, I wouldn't do that? But in that position, you think, man, so what I've seen so far in the show, the first two seasons, we haven't finished the second season yet, is he does some serious stuff. I'm not, I'm not yeah. promoting that. Yeah. But I, I, you, you can't help but look at him and think, man, if that were me, yeah. you know, I think most of the five of us right now, because I would never do that. 
because we're not in that position. Like, Kurt, you know, oh, Kurt, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to say this. I love you, Kurt, because <laughs> I am not brave enough. And he was on my list of who to pick from. Yeah. But you, sir, said everything I wanted to say. So I'm not ashamed to say <laughs> that I love that pick. And Coach Hines, what you just said is exactly why he should be on the list. Yeah. Because what would you do for your family? And honestly, yeah, maybe his wife didn't understand it at the time. But gosh, everything he did was for them. And you got to respect it and keep watching that show. It has gone down as my actually favorite hour long series of all time. And I didn't watch it till a decade after it aired. Right. And and I I do have to add one other quick thing. Sorry. Um, there were when when you guys had asked me on the show and said, "Hey, you know, look through your top five, He came to mind right away, and then I think it was that night later on we watched another episode, and I was like, <laughs> like wait a minute, I can't, I can't do that. He just watched this happen and made this happen. <laughs> I, I'll I tell you this. Stick with it. I'm jealous that you're watching that show through for the first time. It is one of the greatest shows of all time. His Christian, you would agree. I won't give anything away, but his art, the character art mm-hmm. from who he starts out and who he ends up being is fascinating the whole way through. Absolutely. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We'll leave it at that. Hey, I'll say this about Breaking Bad. I'm terrible about starting shows and never finishing them. But that was one that I finished all the way through. Incredible show. I like the fact that you that you chose Walter White. I, you know, when I reflect back on it, I don't necessarily think I looked at it from the view of a of a dad at that point in time because I didn't have any children, uh, so I didn't think of it that way. I looked at it more of just the craziness of the whole premise of the show. But if I were to go back and look look at the show and rewatch it, you know, perhaps I would think of it in that light. All right, coming in at number three for me, we've got Mr. Philip Banks, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Rest in peace, James Avery. Died back in 2013. But, I mean, come on, Philip Banks, great family, great kids. Hey, raised in South Carolina. I don't know if you know that little bit of nugget about the show. But, man, you've got Vivian, uh, Hillary, Carlton, Ashley. Obviously, you've got Will. Man, just a (laughs) – just a guy that now that I have my own kids, like you just tell kids all the time what not to do, what your expectations are. And then they just go and do something completely stupid. And you just, you know, you feel that temper kind of boiling up just out of frustration more than anything. But it's all, you know, with uncle Phil, it's always out of a good place, right? It's to protect them. It's to teach them. It's to, because he didn't necessarily grow up in the same situation that his own children are now living in and that will is now living in. And, but, you know, he always had those best intentions laid out. He, he wanted to put them, his, his own children, in a position to succeed in life. And that's kind of what, what I think of when I think of Uncle Phil, Philip Banks, coming in at number three. Great pick. Great yeah, pick. Like Great show. And here's what I will also say. Growing up, I was like, why are, like, all these dads on TV fat. And now that I've been a dad for seven months, I know exactly why. And there's really no, no turning back for me. So I, Uncle, Uncle Phil, I'll see you soon, buddy. Hey, hey, the, the, the thing that's contributing to yours is uh, what is it? Mountain Dew Southern Shock, right, Christian? Listen, if, if PepsiCo would stop putting out a new flavor of Mountain Dew that your boy has to try, you know, perhaps I would have that chiseled rock hard body like you, Kev. <laughs> I love the I love the Philip Banks pick, uh, Uncle Phil. Probably the most powerful moment in any in maybe sitcom history 
is the scene with him and Will after his dad leaves for the road. Like that's yes. just such a great scene. Dude, I, I can picture that in my mind. Yeah. Mm. Number two. All right. Coming in at number two for me, probably, uh, or it is the most current show uh, that I have represented on my list. Love this guy. Love, love the shows, the episodes. But what I love about what he represents is that just bit of common sense, like understanding the challenges that kids face in modern times and, and him being the dad to three daughters, even more unique. Uh, but just the common sense approach he brings. A little bit of a political flair to it, but I love it. Mike Baxter, Last Man Standing. Huge Mike Baxter fan. Love, love Tim Allen showing up in more ways than one tonight. Yeah, that's right. I watched like the first episode ever of that show this weekend. I was like, that's not a bad show. Maybe I should watch it, Colin. Thank you. Yeah, just to kind of hit on what I just said, you know, I'm bad about starting shows but never finishing them. I watched probably season one. It's hilarious. I thought it was outstanding, but I don't know. I just never picked it back up. Is that still going on? It just ended. Just ended. Okay, just ended. Isn't it wild how in today's kind of, not to get too political, but in today's world, how great it felt or how much it stands out that they were doing like comedy on the on the right side like it stood out like a sore thumb but it was like this is refreshing and we don't get this enough it has defeated cancel culture right it's like the opposite of it and like you know that and like you appreciate that absolutely well that's how i I feel with the office i I think man the office could could not be put out today yeah, but I'm so right. glad that Comedy Central like agrees to keep running it every afternoon. Seinfeld yes. would never would never make it. Right. Well, guys, let's keep running on that Tim Allen train here. Uh, we've heard it before. Tim the Toolman Taylor. I think what I loved about him, you know, not just the father to three boys or the husband to Jill or the friend of Al. But like he's that like typical dad, right? Like the in the garage, the, you know, show you how to fix things. And like, I don't know, I I kind of saw that kind of growing up when my dad would ask me to do something and I would refuse to see how to fix things. But I would watch Home Improvement and feel like (laughs) I got this. So now as an adult, not knowing how to do anything, I regret saying no to my dad and yes to Tim, but Tim, you still made my list at number two, Tim, the tool man, Taylor. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Tim Allen getting a lot of love on the spot. I love it. Rightfully Uh, so. Rightfully so. He's coming Uh, on next week. Love it. Probably bring him on. (laughs) Shoot him a DM on Twitter. My number two, this is one of the first shows that Logan and I started watching after we got married. And I, I fell in love with this show. It is Zeke Braverman from Parenthood, Mr. Craig T. Nelson, coach. Oh, uh, Zeke wow. is one of my favorite characters of all time. Just how how close he is with his family, how the, his kids are the you know the greatest thing in his eyes that he's ever done or accomplished. I, I just I love his character. He, he's he's got some flaws and goes through a big you know ordeal through the show with, with several things, but just uh, his character arc is, is fascinating to me. Good family guy, Zeke Braverman, number two. Great pick. Great pick. Surprise pick. I could have bet a hundred dollars. You were going to say Adam. So I love the fact that you said <laughs> Zeke. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love parenthood as well. I couldn't fit him on there on my list tonight, but golly, he certainly deserves it. Zeke Braverman, man. What a, what a stud as well. 
My, my number two uh, has already been mentioned by, by you guys. Uh, I believe it was Kevin, but uh, Philip Banks, Fresh Prince. And all I'll add here, because I think you said it so well, Kevin, is when I saw the, the tribute, if you will, after, after and I'm, I'm drawing a blank in the actor's real name. James uh, Avery. Thank you. Thank you. When, when James Avery had passed, um, it was amazing for me to see the, the entire cast look at him and talk about him. And I thought, man, this is a guy that really lived his role. You know, they, they all seem to admire him and look up to him and, and see him as a father figure behind the scenes as well. So, uh, yeah, Philip Banks of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is my number two. Great pick. All right, coming in at number two, here we go. The third person to bring up Coach Taylor. Yes, we've got Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights, Kyle Chandler. You know, with with me, used to have, have coached high school football. And Coach Hines, you could probably relate to this. You know, just just that struggle – as a as an alpha male who wants to compete at the highest level who wants to win but also wants to be a good dad who also wants to be a good husband who also wants to be a good mentor and do the right thing but he spreads so thin as a coach and just constantly trying to fight that battle of of work home balance and and but but be successful but man just a, a guy that you know, the writers were just phenomenal on that show because anybody that can motivate you that much through a character when you're just watching a drama, essentially, on NBC on Thursday nights or whenever it used to come on. But, man, Coach Eric Taylor, just just a fantastic dad, you know, two daughters, his wife stuck by him every step of the way. You know, when I coached, my wife was there every night. You know, Coach Hines, I know probably the same for you and – she just did everything that she probably felt like she needed to do as a coach's wife and just supported him, which I know was important. You know, coaches need that. And so, um, yeah, number two, Coach Eric Taylor. Classic. Number one. All right. Well, I'm going back to the well. Not far from my last pick, Tim the Toolman Taylor coming in at number one for me. You know, I struggled at first if I was going to put Mike Baxter and Tim Taylor on the list, but I had to. I mean, you had the the Tim Taylor, the 90s version, and then Mike Baxter, the modern-day version. But really just the things that stand out about, you know, Tim uh, and home improvement was just, man, just uh, a little bit personal for me. You know, my dad was kind of into cars a little bit growing up and things like that, so that kind of resonated. But um, also just love the the sports angle where he's always wanting to, you know, watch the game with the boys and, and things like that. Um, but just, uh, you know, really, really love Tim, the tool man. Love it, Colin. Respect it. I will say a little shocked. You didn't have uh, Mr. John Dutton on the list there. Close to number one, <laughs> <laughs> not the best father figure, but you can't go a podcast without mentioning your hero, Kevin Costner. So I did it for you. All right, guys, coming in at number one for me, this guy by no means is anybody I want to be like, but when I think of my favorite decade, the 90s, and I think of a father who made me laugh, I think of this character uh, played by Mr. Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad, from one of the greatest shows, Mr. Frank Costanza, Mr. Serenity Now! You can't beat Mr. Festivus himself, Frank Costanza, Father to George, just his back and forth, his one-liners, 
nothing better, man. When I think of like dads from TV and, and I just kind of remember my childhood kind of growing up, my parents loved Seinfeld. I just remember his character and just a big comedy fan myself, you know, both Jerry and, and Ben Stiller as well. Hilarious. And so number one for me, an iconic father of the nineties, Mr. Frank Stanza. Love it. Love it. Dude, I love That's it. Too, man. Yeah. Hey, so you know, a Festivus magnet, Christian, just stays in my office year round. <laughs> big shout out to Aaron love Allen, it. big listener of the pod. She gave that to me one year. But anyways, <laughs> love that pick, man. That's a great pick. Great pick. I, he was definitely on the short list. Serenity now is one of the most quotable parts of Seinfeld, in my view. Like his character is unbelievable. But so number one for me, he's been mentioned before, but it is uh, Eric, Coach Eric Taylor, Friday Night Lights. I mean, he's just, he was a no-brainer, number one. I actually just popped him number one and then felt figured out the rest. Um, I knew he was going to be number one. Great character. A lot's already been said about him, but that was just one of my favorite shows of all time, and mostly because of him. And, you know, he, he always did, in his view, the right thing, even when that was the hardest thing to do, where he could have, gone one way he chose to go the right way and uh even if it meant sleeping on the couch or whatever old tammy made him sleep on the couch he would do it so uh <laughs> eric taylor number one coach eric taylor friday night lights love it Fantastic. my uh my number one is eric taylor yeah and, and the re the reason a little bit uh personal is my wife and i my first head coaching gig uh in new hampshire at bedford high school where i was the head coach uh, she was the main office secretary. So she wasn't the guidance counselor, but man, she, she would pull me aside. You know, she, she is, she's my best friend. As, as you mentioned, you know, Kevin, as far as you coaching before, you know, my wife comes to every game often will come by practices sometimes. And, and here's all the prayers for certain players and the headaches and the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. But there were times when I was coaching at Bedford, when she was in the main office where she would send me a text like two minutes before I'm about to address the team to go out, you know, leave a locker room. And she's like, party at so-and-so's house tonight. And she would hear someone that was waiting to see the principal. So she'd put a little, you know, seed in my brain. So after a big win or a tough loss, I could address the team and say, hey, by the way, avoid so-and-so's house today. And uh, I, I don't think many of the players at that time put two and two together and realized that Mrs. Hines was telling Coach Hines things she would hear. But yeah, I just think you guys have already mentioned so many great attributes of his character. But uh, yeah, just I, I think did so much right as a character, as a football coach, trying to marry and balance that 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 job, that calling as a coach, and the most important calling as a father and a husband. So yeah, Coach Eric Taylor is my number one. Clean sweep, love it. Clean sweep for show. All right, and coming no, <clears throat> excuse me, coming in at number one for me, I don't think it's any surprise. We got Tim the Toolman Taylor. You know, you guys have talked a lot about him, and we've talked about Tim Allen quite a bit before, just on our '90s sitcom show. I think everybody had home improvement in their top five, but you know, something that that we haven't spoken about tonight is that Tim was also humble enough to go next door and talk to his, his wise neighbor, right? If he had a problem, he sought advice from, from others, which is an important attribute of a dad from, from a dad. And, 
then, you know, obviously aside from his goofy self and trying to add more power and speed and everything, whether it be a blender or a car or anything like that, you know, inevitably he was going to break it. When he spent time with his three boys, he was just always trying to teach them something, just always molding and pouring into them, which was a great attribute. And it's something that when I watched the show often, I didn't think about it, but just kind of looking back on it now, obviously as a dad, I can see the importance of, of how they wrote that into the show as, as, you know, a dad for, for Tim Allen at that time or Tim Taylor. So there we have it. Hey, quite a list. Tim Allen makes an appearance on just about everybody's. And then we've also obviously got Eric Taylor, Kyle Chandler on there. Let's do a quick review of our TV dads. Colin coming at number five, you had red Foreman from that 70 show. Number four, Carl Winslow. Number three, Eric Taylor. Number two, Mike Baxter from Last Man Standing. And then number one, Tim Taylor. So Tim Allen grabbing your number two and one spot. Christian, coming in at number five, you had Carl Winslow. Coming in at number four, you had the trifecta of Danny, Jesse, and Joey, all from Full House. Number three, you had Eric Taylor. Number two, Tim Taylor. And number one, Frank Costanza Brandt. Coming in at number five, you had Jack Pearson from This Is Us. Number four, Johnny Rose from Schitt's Creek. Number three, Tim Taylor. Number two, Zeke Braverman from Parenthood. And number one, Eric Taylor. And then, Coach Hines, you had number five, Cliff Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Number four, you had Howard Cunningham from Happy Days. Number three, Walter White. Number two, Philip Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then number one, also you had Eric Taylor. And then my number five pick, I had Cliff Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Number four, Jack Pearson. Number three, Philip Banks. Number two, Eric Taylor. And number one, I had Tim Taylor as well quite a list but a great list and lots of good tv if you were to go pop those shows in and and take it back through take a, a trip back through memory lane but man just want to give a big thanks to uh coach Hines tonight i hope you had a good time man we certainly enjoyed having you on the show i i had a blast it just great I'm, I'm a fan of you guys now i appreciate it and and by chance uh, i know kevin you and i are connected on twitter uh and i apologize if for any of the other guys, if I don't follow you back, please send me a DM because I'd love to just stay in touch. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me on and happy Father's Day. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you, Day. Coach. You hey, just tell, our, just tell our listeners where they can find you out there on social media. Uh, yeah, at Coach Kurt Hines for uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm not proud of it, but I am on that <laughs> app. I don't dance. Don't worry, I don't dance. <laughs> ah. Yeah, so at Coach Kurt Hines, and uh, I have a website, same thing. I, I keep it simple, Coach Kurt Hines. Love yeah, it. The FBI will not have a hard time finding me if I start to follow Walter White. <laughs> 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 cool. I'll best be your of, Jesse Pinkman. Uh, best of luck to the Islanders this fall. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm, I'm excited. We just started our summer training, and uh, it's, man, it's, I love it. It's, it's a passion. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, we'll definitely Thank keep you, it. Man. We'll, we'll definitely keep in touch and be pulling for the Islanders. We may once you open up like a school store or something, we may have to order us some Islander gear to wear Absolutely. back here in uh, South Carolina. That'd be fun. Yes, sir. But um, hey, man, go enjoy a nice seafood dinner at Point Loma for me. Love oh, that place go. when we've been to San Diego. So, uh, best of luck, Coach. Have a great summer and happy Father's Day. God bless. Appreciate you guys. Thank yes, you. Take care. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight. We certainly appreciated it. Hey, episode 23 is going to come out the week of Jan uh, July the 4th, excuse me, July the 4th, Independence Day, and we will be ranking our top five July 4th traditions. So uh, a little bit of a patriotic episode, but thanks so much for joining us tonight. We look forward to next episode. Say goodnight, Kevin. <laughs>